The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Welcome into Stacking the Box with former NFL offensive lineman Jeff Schwartz and our NFL insider Matt Verderam. It's week 10, and the Patriots have suffered their first loss. Does that mean the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in football? Also, tight end of the Tennessee Titans, Delaney Walker joins us. Walker trying to get healthy and get back on the field as the Titans look to get hot in the second half of the season. Stagging the Box starts right now. I got to ask you guys, Jeff, Schwartz, Matt, Verderam, very important question. Have you ever had a meltdown on Twitter that allowed you or didn't allow you to keep a job? I mean, Jermaine Whitehead's had a rough week, got a little <laughs> emotional, and is no longer a member of the Cleveland Browns, which is a disaster of an organization, but you still want to have employment in life. And uh, Jermaine went a little uh, nuclear, and now he's uh, you know on to his next journey, I guess. Uh, Jeff, have you ever melted down on Twitter that we should know about? Well, I've had some meltdowns every now and then on Twitter, but um, I think I understand the point of Twitter and social media, and a lot of people don't, uh, and therefore I stay out of having complete meltdowns. But yeah, he threatened to kill multiple people on social media. He even tweeted out the address of the facility so one guy can come and catch his fade at the facility. So <laughs> it was uh, it was quite incredible, and I would never lose a job over Twitter, at least obviously I hope not, and maybe Old Takes Exposed will eventually get me there, but... Um, I don't expect to ever have that happen to me. Look, uh, first of all, no, I've never lost a job on social media, although that that's, I think, sometimes is a borderline miracle. Second of all, <laughs> uh, that was not a little meltdown. Man went full-on postal and threatened, as Jeff said, threatened the lives of a few people. I mean, this wasn't like one of these things like, oh, I'm, you know, I, I could be a better player than you, and then some player being like, oh, well, come out and try it, big boy. I mean, it was like, I'll kill you. So... Uh, yeah, not not a great look. And when you're a borderline player to begin with, uh, that's an easy call for the organization. Yeah, but I mean, Jeff, of course, you've spent uh, many a year in an NFL locker room. These people aren't normal. You're talking about a bunch of lunatics, are we not? Uh, yes, but that's a little over the top. I and mean, we understand, <laughs> hopefully, that you can't threaten to kill people on social media. Um, but yes, it's uh, look, it's it's indicative of the Browns right now, right? They are a true dumpster fire of an organization. They're undisciplined. They are poorly coached. Their quarterback uh, decided to have three different facial hair looks within four hours, and they just look like a team right now 
that has no identity. And this is like, will this ever happen? And what other team this ever happen on? I'd say no one else. Um, there's a dumpster fire, and they kind of deserve this because they thought they'd hire a coach with no experience and pair him with a with a brash quarterback and bring all these weapons and not have your you know your meat and your potatoes, your offensive line set and. This is what happens. The only thing that's burning quicker and hotter, faster than the Browns in Cleveland, is the river. Okay, that, that's it. That team is a tire fire to the hilt. Let's, uh, let's start out our football in-depth conversation, guys, with the New England Patriots who finally lost a football game. You have to go back to December of last season to actually find one where they lost 13 in a row. Of course, when they do lose, it's always... Are the Patriots done? Is it finally over? And now people are wondering, well, maybe they can't run the ball consistently. Maybe they can't stop the run after. And Baltimore, give them credit. The, the, the Ravens were great. But are we starting to see some cracks, perhaps, in the Patriots? Matt Furram, what do you say? First of all, the fact that we had to go back to last December for their last loss probably tells you that, no, they're not done. They're also 8-1. and one. They're, they're almost assuredly going to have home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. They're dominant at home. They are every year. Um, so, no, I, I don't buy into this whole they're done. Now, I, I will say, I, and I've said this for months on the podcast, I think their offense is a real problem. Their offense has some real personnel issues in the sense of who's going to beat you deep. They don't have anybody who beats you deep. Last year, they ran the ball really effectively. That was their calling card offensively. And that's what got them through the AFC title game, the Super Bowl, with Brady making a play here, a play there, sprinkled in. They cannot run the football. They're averaging less than three and a half yards per carry. Now, part of that is the offensive line's really banged up. They're getting Isaiah Wynn back. But part of that is, and I said this when it happened, when they lost James Devlin, that was a huge deal to the way that team runs the football. Yes. And, it, and he's not coming back. He's on IR. They've already brought back Harry. They're bringing back Wynn. So he cannot come back and play this year. Not having him is a huge, huge problem for that offense. And obviously not having Gronk, they've not filled that hole at all tight end. They probably have the worst tight end depth in the league. So, look, I still think they're very good, but I've never thought they were this dominant, impossible to beat team. Look, I, think, I still think they're the favorite in the AFC, okay? And, and Sunday night didn't change my opinion of that. But I did think when they played a good team, you were going to see some of these things come to light, and they did on Sunday night football. I am never worried about the New England Patriots, right? And, until proven otherwise, we're not going to worry about them. Last year, they lost on the road to the Dolphins and the Titans and some other team as well. Like, the Jaguars I'm not, and the Lions. Yeah, I'm not like concerned about the Patriots. I think that defensively, they went against a really tough offense to defend coming off a of bye, right? They ran some, some newish plays that speed option stuff really hurt them. And uh, the Patriots tried multiple different ways to try to stop this offense. I go back to the, the the first drive of the game. I think this is overlooked, but plays a big part in the way this game ended up going. Remember, the, the Ravens came out in the first drive and drove the, the field very quickly. The Patriots then stopped them in the low red zone. It was now fourth and a yard and a half. And Harbaugh elected to kick a field goal. The Patriots jump off sides. And you can argue the refs should have called the Ravens long snapper for a little bit of, of tomfoolery there. But they didn't do that. And now it's first down. And the play after, what happens, right? Lamar Jackson scores a touchdown. He struts in the end zone. The crowd goes wild. MVP chance start. And all of a sudden, the Patriots defense, which really did a good job of holding the three points, now is allowed a touchdown. Now the Ravens, A, feel great about themselves, right? Opening drive touchdown. B, they fooled the Patriots, which almost never happens. So their confidence keeps building and building. So I think this will be a lot different game if it does happen again in the playoffs. 
It'll be at Foxborough. I do think if there's a little bit of concern for the Patriots, it's the offense. And, Matt, you mentioned a lot of the reasons why. Uh, but, look, they're getting to kill Harry back after the bye. Mohamed Sanu looked really good the other night. That fumble by Edelman really hurt them as well. You know, they'll get – I think Isaiah Wynn will be the other guy that they'll designate to come off injured reserve to play left tackle. They'll be okay. I'm not worried about them. Their schedule's tough. I'll give them that, right? Eagles, Cowboys, I think Texans, Chiefs, something like that yep. in the next four weeks. Um, but I don't count out the Patriots. I, I, it's, it's bad business if you do that. We've got Place Your Bets coming up, but we are debuting a new segment this week. It's called Eat Your Words. And last week, both of you really loved the New England Patriots and thought that this team was just going to roll over the Baltimore Ravens. And it wasn't even a question what was going to happen. This was uh, this was uh, Matt Verderam and Jeff Schwartz uh, last week as we debut Eat Your Words. I'll be brief. New England, and I take the under. I think the, I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's a fairly close game. Uh, I don't think New England's putting up a ton of points in this game either. But I think it's something where you may I'm be playing able to this on like, my computer. I don't know, twenty to thirteen, somewhere in that range. I think Baltimore hangs in the game. I don't think they can score. They're going to need a special teams play, a defensive play. I don't. Yeah. I, I think otherwise, uh, the Pats cover, and I do think it's an under. General rule, guys, when you gamble, you either skip the game or you bet on the Patriots. Those are your two options. You don't bet against the Patriots. You just don't do it. Well, I guess in this particular scenario, Jeff was more right than you, Matt, who <laughs> yes. got the, the over-under wrong. Yep. You, you got, the, I got <laughs> the cover wrong. I got the money line wrong. Basically, I cost everybody money who bet on it. I will say one thing that was interesting in that game that really quickly. The, the Ravens jumped out 17 nothing. then they had two horrific turnovers that very well was on the way to costing them that game. That game was turning in a big way. Was. And I did say in there I thought the Ravens would need a defensive or a special team score. Now, look, they ended up winning by 17, so you could argue, oh, well, it didn't really need to happen. The Pats were driving coming out of the half, and the whole game flipped on that scoop and score by Humphrey. Yeah. If the Pats go down and score there, I think they would have won the game. But they didn't. They fumbled. They made it an uncharacteristic error, and they lost. So I will eat my words. I thought the Pats would win. It, they did not. It reminds me a little bit of the way the Chargers-Ravens game went in the regular season last year, where the Chargers yeah. Yeah. Remember, were driving down. Gates fumbles. Now they lose 22-10, to 10, I believe. And the narrative of the game is like, oh, my God, the Ravens controlled the game. Well, in this game as well, the Patriots were within striking distance to start the second half. And that fumble really kind of put them backwards. And then they scored. I believe they came down and scored again. And then, obviously, the Ravens ran, ran, ran away with it. So, credit the Ravens, though. They, they won a big game right off a bye. Uh, but I'm still putting my money on New England. Well, it's interesting that you brought up the Chargers because we do have one more snippet for eat <laughs> your words. This is all me. And uh, this was uh, not a game that a lot of people were predicting. But I got to tell you, if you listen closely, this guy – uh, at the beginning here, says he really, really, really loves the Chargers. So this was uh, the Chargers and Packers from uh, our predictions. Place your bets last week on Eat Your Words. So I love the Chargers here, Matt Verderam. Can they cover at home? Yeah, yeah I'm going to open a vein here on this. Okay, first of all, they're not even at home because it's going to be 90% Packers fans. That's true. That was, okay. right. Second of all, them firing Ken Wisenhunt. Like, look, say whatever you want about Ken Wisenhunt. This idea that now because Anthony Lynn's involved, they're going to run the ball. They can't block anybody. No. They, I don't care who. I don't care right. who the offensive coordinator is. 
They have Pouncey's out for the year. Okun just came back from a pulmonary embolism and already has a calf injury. They can't block on the right side at all. That team has no ability to move the ball on the ground. And Rivers, as good as he is, is a statue. Okay? This idea that they're somehow going to get going now, the Bears donated that game. If there was one game I'd bet on this week more than any, it would be the Packers by a mile to cover this game. Darius and Preston Smith are going to get pressure. Aaron Rodgers is going to sit in a lawn chair against this team because Bakhtiari and Blogger are going to handle those outside rushers. They have no interior pressure. Rodgers is going to go off. I expect the Packers to win. 26-11. And it wasn't that close. 26-11. And by the way, (laughs) Rodgers threw for 161 yards. That's his fifth lowest ever. Uh, The Chargers ran for 159 yards. Melvin Gordon was going bananas. Uh, So there was, I mean, there was just, it was was epic, man, for the Ram. If you're going to be wrong, you you want to be all the way wrong. And in that case... Uh, let's full credit to the Chargers. Okay, I, Mia Culp all the way. I am. I was really surprised watching the game. I really did believe Balag and Bakhtiari. I, I do think they're the best tackle combination in football. And I thought, hey, look, they'll take care of those guys. And the outside. they didn't. Bosa and Ingram handled them all game long. They had three sacks and a million pressures. The Packers, for whatever the reason, you want to talk game plan. Just for you know, didn't just came out. Just didn't play well. What? They were awful. I mean, that doesn't take away from the Chargers. The Chargers played terrific. They, they really did. But it was a combination of the Chargers playing probably their best game of the year and the Packers just sleepwalking throughout that entire uh, entire affair. Jeff, are the 49ers the best team in the NFC? Um, I think that the Saints are probably just a slightly better team. I, I don't feel great about saying that, but um, it goes back to – just the faith I have in the Saints have been there before and in the, you know, come crunch time, come the playoffs feels like I trust them a little bit. No, they'll play each other. I believe the Niners go to new Orleans about week 14 ish. So we'll find out for real. I, I still lean Saints. Even though the Niners are undefeated, Saints have played a tougher schedule and they'll end up playing each other, obviously in a couple of weeks. Niners have played really well. The Packers to me, I just throw it up as a stinker. Like everyone has a stinker. Had a stinker. Hopefully, don't have it again. If they have it again, it's now a problem. The Cowboys, how do you trust them after last night? Really ugly game. I think the Eagles are a team that's coming on strong, but uh, to me, it really is the Saints 1A, Niners 1B. The thing about the Niners, they have been banged up and they're still 8 0. Both starting tackles have been out. Uh, The other thing about it, though, if you go back in history, the Rams, last undefeated team last year, like the Niners, lost in the Super Bowl. That was last year, 2017. Chiefs, last undefeated team. Yeah, what happened the there? They yeah, lost their they, first they, playoff they game. They lost to uh, Marks Mariota throwing a pass to himself. Yeah, Matt Nagy. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah, it was not good. Let's go 2016. Vikings, last undefeated team. What happened to them? Missed the playoffs. I was going to say, they make the playoffs. Let, yeah. Let's go 2015. The Carolina Panthers. Broncos beat them in the Super Bowl. Yep. 2014. Last um, remaining teams. The Cardinals, the Bengals, the Eagles. Bengals. None of them made it out of the wild card round. So... It doesn't just because there you ain't no history, recent history of the NFL. That's what it tells well, you. And, and the 2013 team, I believe, was Jeff Schwartz's Chiefs, who they started out. What well, you guys started eight and nine of that year. I know they played the the Peyton Manning um, Broncos, uh, Broncos on, on yeah, night. In, in Mile High. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were a good team. They're a good team. Yeah, I mean, you got. I, I'm not gonna lie, Jeff. I'm still harboring some resentment over that year. I was very excited, <laughs> although deep down, I'm like, there. You guys were. Like, and I'm not taking it away. You guys were beating a bunch of like backup quarterbacks, and then and then Manning showed up, and 
and then things went south. And, and I, I am uh, I'm just sad about that playoff game. We, we we'll we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that was not a good night for me for a variety of reasons, but we'll move on. Um, <laughs> all right, let, let, let's let's do uh, our interview right now with Delaney Walker. Joining us now on the program, Tennessee Titans tight end Delaney Walker working his way back from an ankle injury. Delaney, who played in a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers, trying to get back there with the Titans. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Tight end, Delaney Walker with us. And Delaney, everybody wants to know if you're going to play this weekend. I think that you don't know the answer to that yet, but you are feeling better. Is that correct? That is correct. I have no answer if I'm going to play, but it's progress. And I'm, I'm moving around um, the way I, I think that I can, I, I'm comfortable with and I'm happy with. So we'll see what happens. How frustrating has it been for you uh, last year and now this year? You know, you, you get you get the last deal with the Titans, and you you haven't been able to quite give to the team, which of course you'd you'd want to. It's been it's been very frustrating, honestly. Um, if anyone knows me and knows how I play football, I, I rarely miss games, and um, I try to give it all I got when I step out on that field, and it's just tough. They have any setbacks. You know, dislocating my ankle was the biggest setback, and it's just just wish that would never had happened. But again, this is football, and then you never know what's going to happen. But I'm trying my best to get back on that field because uh, I want to help my team out. Does the passion for the game kind of grow for you as you get towards the end of your career here? You know, you're in your mid 30s, or does it take a little extra to ramp it up again and say, like, look, I, you know, come on, man, let, let's let's do everything we can to get back on the field. Um, I think it goes, I think it's, it's 50, 50, you know, my, the, my passion for the game and the knowledge of the game is, is heightened. But again, you know, I'm in my thirties, so it kind of takes a while to warm this body up to get going. Um, but you know, when that, when I combine them both, when I combine them, it kind of go hand in hand. And, and I always, once I step on that field, I never think about any of that. It's just, let's go out here and do what we do best. And that's play football. Yeah, I just think about your career, sixth round draft pick by the 49ers. You come in, you're you're not necessarily expecting to have, you know, a 10 plus year career. So, on some level, you got to feel satisfied like, wow, I've had huge success. Look at the numbers I put up. But then it's like, well, I don't get to do this for the rest of my life. So, whatever I can squeeze out of the lemon, right? You know, I I I got to give it my best to get that. Of course. Why well, I mean, why would you not? You know, I think of uh being able to play this game, um, I'm going to do everything I can to, to get as many years as I possibly can. I mean, I love doing it at the end of the day, so it will be tough not to do it um, one day. But um, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to do it for a long time, and I'm going to try to take advantage of it and take as many years as I possibly can to do it. And uh, like you said, I'm going to squeeze that lemon until it has no more juice in it. When you think back about the the Super Bowl, what what comes to mind from the Harbaugh Bowl and 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 playing in the biggest game you can play in? Uh, the lights shutting off. I know that's probably what everybody would think. Uh, just the lights shutting off. But other than that, going down to that last minute, 
um, where we were on the five-yard line trying to get in the end zone to win the game and uh, couldn't do it. You know, and that that pushes that always pushes me to go out. That's why I think I played the game so long because I want to get that get back to that opportunity to win a Super Bowl, having that chance and not getting it, being so close on the five-yard line and, and not coming through to get that the Super Bowl. Um, pushes me to every day to go out here and try to get a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, you think about your guy Cap at all, and 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 him not being in the league. Does that kind of surprise you that here we are and he's wanted to play and and it just has not been given the opportunity to do so? Yeah, it has surprised me. Um, I, I feel like the guy is a, a starting quarterback in this league can go to any team and probably start over half the the guys that's playing quarterback or uh, be a great backup. Um, so so it's a little surprising, um, that he haven't had that opportunity and, um, you know, but sometimes you, you can look at it and understand what, what the, what the problem is. And, you know, a lot of people don't address it. So at the end of the day, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. It's got to bother his heart though. Don't you think like uh, as much as think about how much fun you're having playing the game, and, you know, this opportunity, it doesn't come around, right? I mean, this, this is going to be something that he'll have to look back on. Yeah, I think, I think it, it, it gets to him. Um, as, you, as everyone else can see, you know, he, he posts his workouts. He makes it known that he want to play in that league and um, that he still has love for the game. So I'm sure it's tough on him, and uh, I'm sure he's going to look back on it and, um, but I, and see things that he's done really good. Uh, in his league and how he took us to the Super Bowl, but I'm sure you're gonna look back on other things and how you know he he's not able to play in the league. Well, I hope he gets another chance, and I think the support will be there. And an NFL team should realize that, but they haven't to this point. But I guess there's still time. So hey, you're working with FedEx today, doing great work. The I know you're super super passionate about the fellowship program here. Um, you know, why has this been something that you wanted to par- partner with? And you're working with the USO today to support military veterans and their families. This is all, uh, you know, incredibly important stuff. Honestly, because FedEx Football uh, Fellowship is uh, collaborating with FedEx and the USO to help create um, on-job professional experience for retired veterans as they transition from the military to civilian life. And I think that goes a long way. You know, um, the men and women... Um, that protects us, that and um, serve for this country to make sure that we're able to do what we do, um, to play football peacefully, um, to protect this country, and pretty much changes their life when they go overseas. So it's a great opportunity that they do these, these programs to give them the opportunity for when they come back to the States, um, they're able to get a job or get training to go on uh, the profession that they choose. Do you have any military background in your family? Uh, my yeah, my nephew um, Stanley was uh, in in uh, the Navy, so um, this is why it's something big to me because I know when it's his time when he retires, um, hopefully he'll have the opportunity to, um, that some of these um, retired veterans are getting to get a job and and some training. So uh, that's why it's so dear to me. Yeah, props to your nephew and all the men and women who keep us safe. Thank you so much for all of that, and great to talk to you today. Let me ask you a couple questions about the rest of the season for the Titans here. Uh, number one, what does Derrick Henry mean to this offense? Oh, uh, man, that's a, that's, a work, that's a workhorse right there, man. He means a lot to us. We put the ball in hand. 
you never know what's going to happen with Derek. Derek is uh, the type of guy, if you get let him get four steps, uh, he'll be explosive at any time, any moment. Um, and he's the spark in his offense. So, uh, you know, as long as we keep him healthy and keep him running downhill, we should be successful. Is there any question in GM Delaney Walker's mind that he should be brought back next season with some new paper? You know, I've never been good at it being a GM because if I was, everyone would get paid. <laughs> that's just, <laughs> that's just Me how too. I work. Yeah, so uh, I think that, you know, if, if we I, – I, I don't really – I can't really speak on that. I hope we bring Derek back. I think I like Derek as a good friend, one of my, my great friends um, on the team. We talk all the time. We joke with each other all the time. So it will be different if we didn't have Derek on the team. But – uh, I'm sure that the Titans recognize what he brings to the table, and uh, I'm sure he'll be back next year. Yeah. Well, what gives you confidence, by the way, that this uh, Titans team can get hot down the stretch here? This is where we get hot. This is where we get hot. You know, um, I hate to say that. I wish we, you know, we would be hot early in the season, but uh, we like the comeback kids. This is where we we spark, start putting things together, and uh, start going for the for the gusto and, and getting these wins. And uh, hopefully I can get back on the field so I can help us uh, do that. Uh, but I'm excited because I felt like uh, yesterday a lot of guys, even though, you know, we lost that game to Carolina, but a lot of guys were in that weight room knocking weights out, getting back in, under, getting back to um, tip-top shape in the trainer, training room and understanding what we need to do for these last few games. Is the offense being coached properly, Delaney? Do, are you guys making the adjustments fast enough out there in your mind? Or is this all, hey, my, all on the players? I mean, you know, man, at the end of the day, coaches just coach. They try to put us in the best uh, situation that they possibly can by showing us different fronts, different coverages, what what we may see on a certain play. Um, so at the end of the day, I have to say it's just we just as players, we need to focus more and take what, what we've been taught and, and, and transition it on the field. Um, so to answer your question, I have to say it's mostly on the players. We just got to execute better. We got to stop uh, having penalties. If you look at the film, we'll have a big play, get us down in in near red zone, then a penalty, penalty pushes back. It's hard to call plays when it's it's first and 20 or second and 20. I mean, that's just, that's just difficult. Yeah, yeah. Biggest challenge facing Kansas City in your mind? Oh man, we we gonna have to execute because uh, their offense is explosive. They got guys on there that can turn or make a play at any moment. So our offense, we need to stay on the field. We need to put points on the board, and we can't shoot ourselves in the foot. Delaney Walker working with FedEx Football, the fellowship program. We appreciate the time. Can I get one Jim Harbaugh story on the way out here? I'm always fascinated by Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Hey, so so one day um, our quarterbacks got hurt. One of our backup, I think our the backup quarterbacks, our Alex must have got hurt. I was, I'm not really sure. So we come in and they, you know, Jim Jim always comes and talks, but Jim ain't there. We like, where's Jim Harbaugh? Everybody like, they like, oh, he's not in today. So we getting ready for practice. We see somebody standing outside wearing, I think it was number four, fully uniform. I'm talking about pads, helmet. Yeah, you remember the Apex cleats. Yes, <laughs> the apex cleats on these old school <laughs> cleats, and we sit now. We looking like who is that? 
walk up is Jim Harbaugh, fully geared up, pads, pants, cleats, t- spatted up, played quarterback the whole day. This man literally called plays and played quarterback the whole day, running, scrambling, acting like he was really out there. And uh, I, to this day, I still can't. I still can't believe our head coach practiced with us the whole day, conditioning and everything. It, w- it was unbelievable. See, it's all, it's just more fun being a player than a coach at the end of the day. That was like he wanted to rewind back time and relive the relive the glory days. I love it. Yeah, with them apex cleats, though, it killed me. <laughs> Delaney, great to talk to you, man. Uh, best of luck on getting healthy here and having a great rest of the season. Thanks for the time today. Thank you. Thanks so much to Delaney Walker. A lot of honesty right there, and I uh, hope he gets healthy. This guy's certainly put in the yes. the work. To, he's had a great career, and would love to see him finish it strong. It's time to place your bets. Well, let's move on to place your bets, guys, as we partner with the Action Network for our numbers. And we start with Thursday night football. The red-hot and impressive Los Angeles Chargers on the road to Oakland. And the Raiders, of course, have been one of the great surprises this year. Chargers are a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, The 71% of the bets are on the Chargers. 74% of the money is on the Chargers. The over-under is 48.5-62% betting the over. Again, these numbers courtesy of the Action Network. Jeff, we start with you. Thursday night football, where are you going? Um, I'm on the uh, the Raiders here. I, I think the Raiders are playing some good football, especially offensively. This is a, a big part of their success. I'm not surprised they're playing well offensively. The surprise happens to be in the defense is also playing well with really nobody. They don't have a big name, uh, but the Raiders' offensive line is one of the better ones so far in the league this year. I know people dislike Incognito, uh, but he's playing really well at left guard. Trent Brown has solidified the right side, and you have a Chargers um, defensive line that took advantage of the weakness of the Packers' interior uh, offensive line on on Sunday. They can't do that against against Oakland. The Chargers' offense hasn't played terribly well. They, they only scored what nineteen, what twenty six points, but it was nineteen through three quarters. Bunch of field goals early on. Short week. Give me the Raiders at home. I'll take them. Plus, all the money's on the Chargers. We saw this week too that almost all the public plays lost, and all the you know the sharp plays, call it sharp plays, won. Yeah, listen, I'm really torn on this game. I also think it's a really interesting game because whoever loses, it's a huge loss for them. And whoever wins, actually, all of a sudden, you're kind of in that mix. Yeah. But I'll agree with Jeff. I'll take the Raiders at home on the short week. I'm worried about Trent Brown being hurt. He didn't practice. or Not that they would have practiced anyway, but if they had practiced on Monday, he wasn't going to go with the knee injury. Arden Key is out for the year with a broken foot. He's played well as of late. So... I'm worried about that. The reason I'm going with Oakland here is I think there's a lot of emotion right now. They're playing very well. So are the Chargers, but the game is in Oakland. And also, Derek Carr is playing well. He's not he's not going to be an all-pro, may not even be a pro bowler, but he's playing well. He's not been the anchor that he was, frankly, last year on this team where he wouldn't throw the ball more than five yards downfield. He's actually pushing the ball a little bit. Darren Waller's been a revelation to tight end. I agree with Jeff with the offensive line. So... I like the Raiders. The only thing that gives me pause is if the Raiders cannot pressure Phillip Rivers, he's going to find guys open downfield because they don't have a great secondary. So that that's the only thing. But I'll take the Raiders in a game that I think, frankly, was the hardest one for me to pick this week. All right, let's move on to the Bills and the Browns. Buffalo on the road here. And kind of the most surprising line, at least in my mind this week, with the Browns, the 2-6 and six Browns, a 2.5-point favorite at home. People are betting on the 
Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. The Bills here, but not a lot of respect from Vegas. Makes me think that this could be a Cleveland week. The over-under, 40.5. Not a lot of points expected to be scored here. Matt Verderam, we start with you. Okay, so here's my stat of the week. The Bills have won six games. They've only beaten one team that has not willingly benched its quarterback at some point in the season, and that's the Jets. Okay? That's it. They've played the Redskins, who have started three quarterbacks, willingly in every case. They, they've played the Dolphins, who, of course, have, have rotated through. The Bengals just benched Andy Dalton. The Titans have benched Mariota. The Giants benched Manning. I mean, you go right down the list. The Bills have beaten one team this year. They've not benched. Now, all that being said, I can't bet on the Browns. I, I no. just can't. They're so bad. I, it's, and you know what? Mayfield does not get enough crap for the way he's played this year. I agree. Every, everybody says Kitchens. Well, Kitchens has been an abomination. There's no argument there. Mayfield has been awful. You go back and watch some of the film of him. I mean, there are times where Beckham is wide open, and he's yeah. either the first or second read, and he just doesn't throw the football. I don't yeah. know what's going on. He's been terrible. And I will say this. I think the Bills in this game, I don't know how many points they're going to score. They're going to shut down Cleveland's offense. They are a very, very good defense, and I think the Bills win this game. I, I cannot bet on Cleveland right now. I wouldn't bet on this game at all unless I could get the Bills at three. It's already now at two and a half, like you said. Um, your point, Matt, is is very correct about the Bills and who they played so far this year. But Mayfield's the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. It, they're not playing anyone. What, Mark? Is that not true? I mean, he's, I, his, I'll, he's, I will fly Mitchell Trubisky in your face, and I'll take Baker Mayfield, Jeff Schwartz. But that's just me. But yeah, you're, we're 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 arguing on. Uh, we're at the bottom of the barrel, huh? Go ahead. Um, and uh, I guess they, for expectation, I didn't think Trubisky was going to be good this year. So that's my that's, own. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So I just think that that in this game, I think points will be hard to come by. Um, and I think it's going to be an, an under game. I would take the under here. And I went back. I would not back the, the, the Browns here for a second. I'm actually making it that my lock of the week. The Cleveland Browns are going to beat the Buffalo Bills by 10 points on Sunday afternoon. They're going to wow. go nuts in Cleveland. My guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't even want to say his name. I feel like that's going to get us in that. Oh, the guy in the violent. parking lot? Yeah. yeah, let's leave that alone. Yeah, him. I know he's, the, he's I, very I know the name. <laughs> Our guy who uh, likes to do things with his tongue. Uh, yeah, that's one he, way He's, he's, he's going to be dancing. All right, let's move on. To the Chiefs and the Titans, big test for Kansas City going on the road here. Tennessee absolutely has to have a win, and the Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. People love Kansas City here. 85% of the money, or uh, 85% of the bets are on the Chiefs, 91% of the money, and the, the number is 48-and-a-half. Jeff, we start with you. So I've gotten myself into trouble the last couple of weeks taking a lot of public plays. Um but if Mahomes is healthy, I think the Chiefs are going to just go off in this game. Like I, I, their defense is playing much better than I thought they would. Their defense put outstanding against uh, the Vikings. Um, I, I just I feel like if Mahomes is back, it's energized the team. They're going to play so well. I mean, I, this is like a forty-two, like twenty-one type of game. I just feel like the Chiefs are going to, are going to run away with it. Yeah, you know the dirty secret right now with the Chiefs is the last three weeks they've played very well defensively, which 
I don't think anyone would ever think if they haven't paid close attention yeah. to the Chiefs. Kansas City, even without Frank Clark, without Chris Jones up until last week, they're pressuring the quarterback at a massive rate the last yeah. three games. And, they're, and their corners are actually playing. Like, Shaverius Ward, who most people pick, who is that, is playing phenomenally. I think look, I have picked against the Chiefs in terms of the spread each of their last four games. Uh, and I, I think they are going to pummel Tennessee in this game. As long as Mahomes is there. I think even if Moore's there, they'll win, but I don't think it'll be a pummeling. If Mahomes is there, look, I can tell you right now, Spagnolo is going to put eight guys in the box against Tannehill, and he is going to say, beat us. Throw the ball. Throw it anywhere you want that they are going to do. Like, if they could shut Dalvin Cook down, I, I believe they can at least limit Henry, and I don't think Tannehill's got the ability to beat Mahomes straight up throwing the football. So I, I think Kansas City, to me, I think this line would be a lot higher if it was certain that Mahomes was going to play. Delaney yes. Walker, I got your back, buddy. You came on Stack in the Box podcast. You got the Titans winning? I, got, I, I don't have them winning. I have them covering. Okay. I got, I got, I got, I got the, the Titans keeping it within three and a half. Three-point win for the Chiefs. Let's go Giants and Jets. And oh, uh, oh my God, it's gonna be awesome! Oh God, yeah, two and a half. Is there a line for everyone's dignity? Perhaps there is, Matt Bertram. Two and a half point favorite, the New York Giants. Everybody loves the New York Giants. Ninety-eight percent of the money is on the New York Giants, and the uh, the number here is forty-three, <laughs> with fifty-four percent betting the over. Everybody, lo- hey, they're betting ninety-eight percent. Ninety-eight percent. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Jets then. Yeah, I saw him. I mean, Jesus, 98%. Has anyone seen the Giants? Daniel Jones doesn't throw the ball more than a foot in the air, and he still turns it over three times a game. This is going to be unbelievable television. Like, this game, this game's so bad, I'm actually, like, morbidly intrigued by it. Like, I almost, like, gaze after the game saying, you know, you can't be embarrassed by this shit. Sure you can. Sure you can. Like, you lost to a Dolphins team that is willfully trying to lose games. And not only lost, got pounded in the game. So, look, I I, I think, I honestly think the Giants win because I think the Jets are so bad, and I think they can't stand their coach. I think they are to a point that it's almost like if we lose, at least he loses too. And I think the Giants will win, but I might I, th- I think the Jets will cover – I think it'll be like a 13-12 game, and afterwards everybody's going to go sit in their car in the parking lot and think about what they've done for about two hours. This line has moved a ton here, Jeff. I mean, the Giants were getting a point and a half, and now they're giving two and a half. You don't see lines move that much here. I don't know who knows what, but somebody knows something. Uh, Are we betting on the black cat showing up? Is there going to be a prop bet somewhere (laughs) that the black cat will show up in MetLife? That'd be great. I hope it does. That was the most entertaining part of Monday Night Football. Kevin Harlan's radio call of it was amazing. Amazing. It's an all-timer. Great place to see a football game, by the way, MetLife. I, not necessarily this particular football game. But is it? I was going to say, is it really? Like, I, I, I'm, well, I'm okay, from that I mean, area, and that place is a concrete bowl. I, I had a great time watching RG3 and the Redskins play there back in the day. Maybe it was just a great football game period, and I just loved being oh, in, so, And something about being in well, New York. I don't know. You guys, Whatever. You guys so, are. Oh, first of all, you're not even in New York. You're in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So let me tell you something. Took a train from Manhattan. Not great. Uh, also, Jeff, I want to ask you quick. You played for the Giants. You played in that stadium. It, sterile environment, or would you not agree? Oh, with it? It's so sterile. It feels like they just built a better, a bigger Meadowlands that's yeah, more corporate. Absolutely. Like it's just a bowl. Like it's a, it has no personality whatsoever. It doesn't have like a quirk. Like oh, this is a cool MetLife thing. 
It's just as corporate and as stale and as bland as it comes. You guys are just raining on my going to a football game in New York slash New Jersey parade, but that's fine. Okay, I, I, I appreciate it. Listen, I've been to Arrowhead. Arrowhead's better. Soldier Field is better. Lambeau Field is the best place I've ever been to a game. I don't know if you want to argue that's with cool. It's It's incredible. But who, who are you taking there, Jeff? Oh, the Jets, just because I like to torture myself. <laughs> so does everyone who's at that game. All right, speaking of, speaking of Lambeau, the Packers are home this week. They're a five-point favorite versus Carolina. Uh, does Green Bay bounce back and cover that number? 56% of the bets are going on Green Bay, but only 38% of the money, some sharp money coming in on Carolina. Jeff Schwartz, it's up. I you. like the Panthers here, I think, too. Um, a situation where uh, they're just playing good football right now, and I think the Packers obviously coming off their performance offensively. There's going to be some question marks about them. But remember, Panthers have a really good defense, and they relied a lot on their defense so far and their run game, two things where we've seen now the Packers, you know, run defense not very good. And so I think the Panthers can keep this game close. Uh, it's going to be colder than they're used to um, in, in a, a cold game in, uh, in early November. I think the Panthers can keep this, like, relatively close. I'll go to the Panthers. You know what? I, I could see a backdoor cover here for sure. Um and I know I just ate all my words on the Packers. I don't think it'll be a, a blowout by any means. I think the Packers win by a touchdown. I, I just this is the kind of game, in my opinion, a good team plays an awful game. They're going to be pissed off all week long. They do have Devontae Adams back, second game back now off of that toe injury. I think at home they come out, they play well, they win the game. I, I'll take them to cover. I, I think the Packers are just the better team. Kyle Allen has been very good as a backup, but the last couple weeks he's not been as good. He struggled against the Niners mightily. The whole team did. Against the Titans, he was okay, 17-32, two TDs and a pick. So I like the Packers here. I think they bounce back, and they show that last week was more fluke than reason for concern. Two left here, team, in two of the best games of the week. Number one, the Minnesota Vikings on the road at Dallas. The Cowboys coming in off the Monday night win. And uh, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. 37% are betting on the Cowboys, but 66% of the money is on Dallas. The number is 48. Uh, all right, Jeff Schwartz, I'm going to start with you again. Cowboys, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, I'm more of the Cowboys all day here. I know they didn't look terribly great yesterday, but the Vikings sucked on Sunday. The Vikings <laughs> went into a game, mind you, right? The Chiefs had a backup quarterback. They were out there, two of their three best offensive linemen, and the 30th-ranked rushing defense in the NFL, and the Vikings lost. Okay, Cousins played terribly. They're going back on the road now to play Dallas. We know that Cousins does not beat teams on the road with winning records. He's rarely done that in his career. He goes back on the road to a team with a winning record. I don't trust the Vikings in this situation at all. Give me the Cowboys here. I know it was ugly last night, but a win is a win. They're back home. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, 100% with Jeff on this one. 100%. I think the Cowboys win. I think they win somewhat convincingly. Cousins just scares the hell out of me in big spots. And you know what? Going into that Chiefs game last week, I thought the Vikings would win if Moore played, even though Moore actually did play very well to his credit. But I thought, look, the Vikings will run the ball. They're going to play action. You know, the, now, Thielen didn't play, and who knows if he's going to play this upcoming week. You know, he played. A, I think he played one series against Kansas City, and he re-aggravated that hamstring. But then you'd say to yourself, okay, they can still run the ball. They still have Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs had one catch for four yards. And Cousins was, I believe, 19 of 38 for 220. Yeah. 
It was it was brutal. I mean, Kansas City basically put eight guys in the box and just told him, you go ahead and throw the football. And Matt Moore outplayed him. By any metric you want to yeah. look at, Matt Moore was the better quarterback in that game. Yeah. So, to me, I got, I got to take Dallas in this game. If the game's in Minnesota, I might feel a little differently, but I think Prescott outplays Cousins. I think Elliott has a big game. And I think, ultimately, Dallas wins something like 30-20, to 20, 27-17, and they cover. All right, let's wrap up with the Seahawks and the 49ers. This should be a phenomenal football game. Russell Wilson trying to do it on the road, and the 49ers trying to stay unbeaten. Six-point favorite, San Francisco. People giving San Francisco a, a lot of respect here. Uh, 30%, 36% are betting on the Niners, 54% of the money. The number, 46.5. People are expecting this one to go over 90% of the money or 90% of the people are betting on the over here, Matt Verderam. So, so I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to completely zag here. I think a, I think it's an under because San Francisco has got a really good defense and Seattle always plays good defense. Seattle. Now they, they had a clunker against yeah, Tampa, sure. but Se- Seattle to me though, like the Baltimore game, they lose. You say, Oh, they gave 30 points. 16 of it was defensive. Right. right? Like, so I do think defensively they're good. And Jerron Reed was missing the first six weeks to me is the best player in that front outside of Bobby Wagner. Now he's back. So I think it's an under. I think the Niners win a close game because I think the Niners are legitimate. They've sold me. I think they're really good. I think this line is way too high, though. Like, this line to me should be like three and a half, four. Seattle's a really good team. Seattle, and Seattle's actually played better on the road this year than they've played at home. Seattle hasn't lost a road game yet. So, like, I think I think the Niners win, but I think it's tight. I think it's, I think it's a game, you know, 21-20, something like that. I, I think Seattle's not getting enough respect with that line. I think the line is high, but I'll lean toward the 49ers here. Um, they get 10 days to prepare for the Seahawks now off that Arizona, uh, the road Arizona Thursday night win. Uh, Seattle's defense, not very good. So the question comes down to, can the Niners slow Russell Wilson down? I think the Niners will score enough points. And I think with that pass rush, they can. They can slow Russell Wilson down. Six is a lot to swallow, but I'd like the six here. I'd swallow it and take the Seahawks. I mean, take the Niners. Sorry. Well, okay. Let's do uh, your favorite games coming up here in week 10. Time to look forward to our favorite upcoming matchups. It's kind of thin, but there's some good ones here too, right all at the same time. Uh, I know, Verram, you're you're very excited for the Cowboys and the Vikings. Tell us why. Because I just think, look, it's this Vikings team, and they're 6-3, and three, but it's a little bit of a put-up-or-shut-up game. Like, I'm not talking about making the playoffs. I'm talking about, to me, the Packers, the Saints, the Niners, the Seahawks are the four best teams in the NFC. That's my opinion. Not even because of their record, just because of that's who I think are the four best teams in the NFC over the long haul. The Vikings, had they have beaten the Chiefs and they were 7-2, and two, I would have said, okay, you know what, they, they may have belong in that conversation, but then they go and play like that. If they are a legitimate, honest-to-God contender in the NFC, they will go into Dallas, they will bounce back, they'll limit Prescott, and they'll find a way to win this game. But I don't think they can do it. So prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Show you can go and win this game in a big spot. Because, frankly, every time this team is in a big spot with Cousins, he doesn't play well, they look like they're a little bit lost in, in what they, they want to get accomplished, and they go home with an L. So show me something differently on the big stage at Jerry World Sunday Night Football. If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it to prove Verderam. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. 
<clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Wrong. So Jeff, many do. Jeff Schwartz, so, where are you going in week 10? We, we mentioned a lot of games so far. I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit. I think Pittsburgh and Los Angeles, the Rams, a great game in, in Pittsburgh. Rams off a of bye. I assume they're going to be better on offense, but the Steelers' defense is playing very well right now, right? You add Fitzpatrick in there. Bush has kind of solidified the, the, the linebacker position. The pass rush is good right now, and they're feeling great. They won three in a row. They haven't all been pretty, right? I mean, it took a, a Vinatieri missed field goal, a hook on a 30-yard field goal. It wasn't even close. Um, but this is a big game. The Rams lose this game. They're out of the NFC West, in they're, my opinion. Right? They'll done. be multiple games back now, and there's really questions about the wild card as well because we know how good the NFC is. And if Pittsburgh wins, there's a legit conversation to be had about them in the playoffs. They get the Ravens still, uh, who they played well against already um, a couple of weeks ago. Rudolph is playing more confidently. And the AFC might only take nine wins to get a wild card spot. So I think it's a huge game for both teams. One, the Rams, you go on the road, you win a game, you're going to feel great about it. And then you go back home after winning in London and winning in Pittsburgh to play eventually in the Coliseum in a couple of weeks. Or Pittsburgh, you win a game, you won four in a row, you're 5-4, and four, you're feeling playoffs now. Tip of the cap, Mason Rudolph. Tip of the cap, Mike Tomlin. The Steelers, nobody expected them to be in this position, and they've definitely crawled into the playoff picture without, without a doubt. Thank yous today to Delaney Walker, Tennessee Titans tight end for jumping out. Jeff Schwartz, you're the man. So are you, Matt Bergeram. Stacking the Box comes out every Tuesday afternoon. Like, subscribe, tell a friend, Please. tell a family member. Tell all your friends. I mean, tell your enemies. You know, give us a retweet on Twitter, on a video, whatever whatever it can be. We appreciate your support. And, guys, enjoy uh, the games in Week 10. We look forward to uh, coming back here Week 11 at playoffs. Picture it started to a little bit come into picture as we go into the second half of the season. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.